Yeah, friends, Darren here. Welcome to another episode of That Drum Life Podcast. Oh, yeah, the kids are always on point. Thank you, kids. And a big thank you to you, my friends, for joining me every week for That Drum Life Podcast. You know me. I'm passionate about drums, and I have a big mouth. It's a match made in heaven. What a perfect situation. I wanted to talk to you today about my drumming heroes. So I wasn't necessarily born into a musical family. I didn't have any more or less exposure to music than the average kid growing up. The radio was on, the TV was on, you know, that kind of thing. But there were a couple of things growing up that really got my passion for music really, really going. The rock and roll station in my hometown, Rock 108, every morning would play Get the Lead Out. Now it was an hour of nothing but Led Zeppelin music. And at the time I didn't really enjoy it because it didn't sound right. It wasn't as bright and shiny sounding as some of the pop music that was out there that I was also listening to. It sounded old to me. And at the time, I didn't really understand you know, what that was about. But it made a huge impact on me every morning getting to listen to the legendary John Bonham. And I mean, whether you like Led Zeppelin or not, if you play drums, if you play any kind of style of music, you were influenced by John Bonham. If not you, which is impossible, then your teacher was. If not them, then their teacher was. A drummer like John Bonham is ingrained through every facet of the drum world. It's impossible to get away from that force. It's impossible to get away from that influence. And of course, John Bonham isn't the only one. He's just one of many throughout the ages who have shown the rest of us what to do behind a drum set. And as you learn and as you grow, more and more you discover these drummers, what they did and what they continue to do through their lasting influence. But I believe no drummer makes a greater impression on a young drummer than your first drum hero. Now, growing up, I really didn't know what a Tony Williams was. I didn't know what a Neil Peart was. Uh, I really just had what I heard on the radio and what I saw on uh, MTV when I was able to watch it, which was largely Headbangers Ball, and we'll get to that in a minute. But my first real drum hero, I mean the drummer that I, I saw and I thought, man, he is a god amongst the rest of us, was Ricky Rocket from the band Poison. Oh yeah, that's right. Look what the cat dragged in. Unskinny bop, fallen angel. Every rose has its thorn. I mean, just the best drummer that I had ever seen. He was the coolest. He had the coolest drum set. They came through Abilene and I remember just being in awe, just staring at the drum set the entire time. Uh, it was a silver uh, DW kit and it had the coolest hardware. The hardware was powder coated uh, pink or red or something like that. I mean, the kit just just popped. It looked amazing. And of course, he looked amazing behind it with the huge 80s hairdo and the headband and the neon sticks and everything like that. It was really, really, really an experience. And it stuck with me. I remembered exactly what the drums had looked like. I also remember that show because Bobby Dahl, the bass player, had a muscle shirt on and all it said on the front was f**k. 
Now, that's a very naughty word, and I was an impressionable young man. And I have to say, I may or may not have a shirt exactly like that in my closet right now. About an hour in, it was time for the drum solo. And Ricky played a massive drum solo on his DW uh, double bass kit that, like I said, looked amazing. And then he stopped that drum solo, went up behind him on another riser where there was a bass drum and a snare drum set up, played a solo on that, and then down from the rafters came a percussion set with woodblocks and bongos and things like that that came down from the ceiling and positioned itself perfectly right in front of him, and he continued the drum solo on that. I mean, my mind was blown! I'd never seen anything like that before, and it was just... It was just the coolest, and I'm going to start applauding right now because, yeah, that's right. Yeah, respect. And I was able to meet him just a couple of years ago uh, at one of the NAMM shows. A friend of mine was a good friend of his, and he had introduced me, and I completely nerded out and just fanboyed to him and told him all about the show like he wasn't even there and uh, how much of an influence that was on me. It was one of those things that really, really sparked my passion on the drums. It's like, one day, one day... I'm going to have a drum set as cool as that, and I'm going to have hair as cool as that, and I'm going to play as cool as that. And it's a work in progress. I'm still, uh, yeah, I still got a ways to go. So that's drumming hero number one, Ricky Rocket from Poison. Now, I mentioned before just what was around uh, when I was growing up. We had the radio, we had the TV. Uh, MTV was still playing music videos, uh, which which was great. Missed those days. And uh, at night, they would play the Headbangers Ball. And it was videos that they normally couldn't play during the day because of language or imagery or something like that. I mean, these were videos for heavy, heavy, heavy bands. And host Ricky Rackman would play pretty much everything from Pantera's vulgar display of power. I mean, what an amazing record and amazing videos that came out of that. I'd never seen a drummer before that was just that powerful. The drums were huge. The sound was huge. And from then on, I just could not get enough of Vinnie Paul. And hey, fun fact, we're both from the same hometown. That's right, Abilene, Texas on the map. I mean, yeah, he was a huge influence on me. I fell in love with Sabian cymbals because that was what he played on. That was that sound. I had to have that sound. So suddenly I'm getting Sabian cymbals. Uh, I saw that he had Simmons electric drums on his drum set that looked really cool. So suddenly I had to get some of those. I also saw in one of the videos that he was playing a marching snare with a Kevlar, one of the Remo K-Flam heads on it. And I knew that the pawn shop down the street had one of those. So I saved my money and bought that snare. And as far as playing, I played to that record like mad. I did the best I could playing along. And I learned so much about the drum set from Vinnie Paul. Fast forward a bunch of years and he's playing with Hell Yeah and we have different tour dates at festivals. We cross paths several times. Um, he was pretty much my only idol that I never met. And I, I certainly had the opportunities to, but every time one of those opportunities would come up, uh, I would completely blow it. And I just could not bring myself to go up to him, say hi, thank you, appreciate everything that you do. And it really kind of bums me out that I'm not going to be able to do that. But his drumming remains, his music remains, and every so often I just get on a Pantera kick where I have to listen to nothing but Pantera for days and days and days. <laughs> So that's probably not going to change anytime soon. 
The next drummer up on my list was a huge influence and continues to be, and that's Will Calhoun from Living Color. I mean, what an incredible drummer. Just absolutely killing it on those records. The first CD that I ever bought was Vivid. And Cult of Personality was the big hit single from that record. And if there's any song that has ever been made that will teach you clarity and attitude and groove behind the drums in a rock setting, that's the one. Get that song out, put it on repeat, drum along if you can. Play it 10 times through and see what you learn. It's a humbling experience that a lot of us need from time to time. Put on that record, turn it all the way up, and play along to it. Now, I first saw them live at the House of Blues on Sunset. Um, R.I.P. House of Blues, Sunset. So many great memories there. It was one of their big comeback shows, and it was an amazing show. Afterwards, we were all hanging out at the foundation room, and I got to I got to meet him, and it was just a quick, you know, hey, what's up, how's it going, you know, great show, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, inside, just butterflies. Nothing but butterflies. And I got to meet the rest of the band, which was amazing. And then I also met Lawrence Fishburne. He was hanging out there too. And this was about the time that The Matrix was out and really, really blowing up. So earlier that evening, you know, when I was putting on my fancy shoes and stuff, I wasn't planning on meeting all the famous dudes, but it turned out that way and it was a great night. Uh, just a few years ago, when I was living in Philly, my girl and I decided to take a day trip out to New York and just kind of fart around the city and have a good time for the day. We came into Penn Station, and right outside Penn Station is Steve Maxwell, uh, Steve Maxwell's drums uh, on 30th. And two steps away from walking in the front door, who do I run into? That's right, Will Calhoun. I mean, seriously? And I was like, look, I gotta go say hi. I gotta bug him. I gotta bother him on this beautiful day. He's out just minding his own business, looking at some drums and stuff. And then I gotta come out of nowhere and just ruin his afternoon. So went up to him and he was very gracious, you know, and we were standing outside on the sidewalk talking about wave drums. <laughs> and uh, I'd given him my business card for my drum company. And he was, he said, oh yeah, man, I've seen these around and beautiful drums. I mean, just floored me. Just, you know, it was a wonderful conversation with one of my favorite drummers of all time. And it's something that I'll never forget. It was just really, really special to me. So huge thank you and continued thanks to my first drumming idols, John Bonham. Ricky Rocket, Vinnie Paul, and Will Calhoun. So it wasn't really until college that I started to broaden my horizons, really open my ears. By then, the internet was a thing, and you could more easily find music that otherwise wasn't really available to you through, uh, through TV and um, normal radio. So suddenly, jazz was more of a thing in my life. Uh, R&B was more of a thing in my life. Which is great, because I could literally find anything and, you know, listen to it then and there. But by then, the foundation had already been cemented. I would hear music that was new to me. I would hear Rush. I would hear Dream Theater. And that music was really interesting and really cool from a drummer's perspective. It really fulfilled me on a mechanical level behind the drums. But really, it was never music that I went back to. It was never music that in the middle of a bad afternoon or something, I'm like, man, I have to go back. I have to listen to this music really loud and just kind of get lost in it. And nine times out of 10, that music uh, remains from my original influences. And kids, the important part here is music is subjective. I've said this for a long time now that not all music is made for you. 
Some music hits you and some music just doesn't. That doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean anything other than it's just not for you. It's for somebody else. And our journey here is to find the music that hits you. And if it doesn't, maybe you can share that music with somebody else. So I want you to think about the drummers that really sparked your passion behind the drum set. Who were they? What do they do? What kind of bands did they play for? I want to hear all about it. You can email me at darren at thatdrumlife.com. That's Darren with one R, D-A-R-E-N, at thatdrumlife.com. Go to the contact section and tell me all about it. Who are your drumming heroes and why? Friends, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for allowing me to bring you new episodes of That Drum Life podcast every week. I love it. Until then, friends, take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and I'll see you next week on That Drum Life podcast. That Drum Life podcast is brought to you by Pfeiffer Drum Co. and the Association of Drummers Association.